0: You are indeed just after four o'clock, plenty of time for you to call in and ask your questions. It is that time of night where we, uh, or at least in the afternoon, where we uh, discuss employment law, your job, your workplace rights, workplace harassment, severance, everything. It's a very wide topic. And unfortunately, there's a lot of people who uh, just don't know enough to, uh, as they should about their career and as their job as it pertains to them. I mean, it's like eight hours a day you spend here. So your knowledge should be uh, pretty deep on the topic. That is why Lior is here. That's why we do this show each and every week, contact, of course, to call in and ask your questions over the next hour, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. There's always help at employmenthour.com to get a hold of email, uh, get a hold of the or rather through email anytime. We'll get to the severance pay calculator. We got an update on how many people have used this thing. It's quite incredible. Trust me, we'll get to that here in just a little bit and concentrate on a lot of emails and uh, hopefully your phone calls throughout the hour as well. Brother, how are you tonight?
1: Well, I'm doing absolutely great. How can it not be? You know, it's summer; it's all good. But we're here to talk about uh, these those important things, things that people need to know. Now, John, you and I have been doing this show for about a year and three months here on uh, CK and W, uh, and because of that, because it's been so long now, a lot of people have been educated about their employment law rights, about their workplace rights. I know that because I speak with a lot of people that heard the show that call me afterwards. Uh, but this week was a bit of a strange week. Uh, it was a week where a lot of people called me, but a, a lot of them had heard the show. But by the time they heard it, it was kind of too late for them to do anything right. about their specific matters. So if you're listening to our show right now, first of all, call us. Call us right now. We're here till five o'clock to talk about any workplace problems. So take take advantage. We're here to answer questions. But beyond that, spread the word because you may have friends, family, acquaintances, that are dealing with workplace problems and may not realize what what you're going to be listening to they might not realize the things that you're going to find out about so educate them tell them to reach out to me if they have questions you know before it's too late and of course uh if you uh want to reach out to me we'll give you my contact information throughout but John you know how I like to start the show I like to start the show by talking about a couple situations that came across my desk uh, hopefully our our viewers before our listeners before our calls can uh, can take some notes on those I got a call, uh, first of all, from, uh, again, another CKNW listener. She uh, had uh, been working for a company for three and a half years, always been a good employee, never had a problem, great performance reviews. But a few months ago, she was diagnosed with a serious medical condition. And because of that, she had to regularly take time off from work for, for, for various doctor visits. In fact, she said that over the past few weeks, Essentially, at least one day a week, she had to take off for either either not feeling well or to see doctors. Well, after doing this for a few weeks, her employer asks her to come in for a meeting and they say, well, you've become unreliable. Uh, you're not reliable. We can't have you here anymore. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to fire you because you're so unreliable. But uh, out of the goodness of our hearts, we're willing to allow you to resign and, but we're going to give you a record of employment that, that you can collect EI. So those are your options. Now she did resign because of that. She resigned because she thought that was better. But then she called me because she heard the show that we did a couple weeks ago. And she wanted to know, oh my gosh, Lior, th- did I, did I make a huge mistake here? that right. th- I, should I have resigned? Well, the answer is no, she shouldn't have resigned. Uh, but that said, it's not fatal. Now here's the thing. Obviously, the company didn't have a right to do what it did. She had a serious medical condition. They can't fire her. They can't make her resign. Not only that, they have to accommodate her, which in this case means have to tolerate those absences. Mm-hmm. It's not that she's not there because she's a bad person or a bad employee. She has a serious medical condition, as simple as that. So they're the only thing they could do is be accommodating, be understanding. So what did they do? Instead, they threatened to fire her. Now, if you resign, quote-unquote, because you're not given a choice, if you resign because of a threat, that's not really a resignation. That becomes a termination because you're not doing that out of your free will. You're not doing that because you don't want to work there anymore. You're doing that because someone put the gun to your head. So it's not a resignation in that situation. In the eyes of the law, that is a termination, and I'm gonna help her get severance, and I'm gonna help her also get some human rights damages. So it's extremely important for our listeners to understand that if you have a medical condition, you have to be accommodated. You have a right to go to the doctor as many times as you need to. It doesn't matter how many sick days the company has. Okay, if they have 10 sick days, but you need 20 days, then you need 20, or 50, or 200, frankly. As long as those are legitimate, as long as they're backed up by a doctor and if the company does anything to you, frankly, that is illegal. If that happens, give me a call. We can talk about it. And of course, if you resign, so to speak, because someone made you, that is not a resignation, John.
0: That number, by the way, to get a hold of Lior anytime at the firm, member of the team as well six zero four two eight three thirty one twenty three. That's anytime when we're uh, not on the air here doing the show. It's amazing. I know I've had family members come across this problems at work back and forth, and the boss simply won't budge and said, "Well, okay, we can't have you do that, so I guess you're resigning."
1: No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. Uh, you know, and you've not, you and I have talked about these things before. No, you can't. Uh, if someone tells you, I guess you're resigning. Uh, Your answer is, uh, no, you guessed wrong. (laughs) I'm not resigning. I'm going to work here. And if you don't want me to work here, that's fine. You can terminate my employment. But no, do not resign unless it's your choice. Do not resign unless you've made the decision that you don't want to work there anymore. Someone can't assume you've resigned. Someone can't uh, impute that uh, conduct on you. You have to do it voluntarily. Otherwise, it's nonsense and you shouldn't do it.
0: The number to call in, by the way, got right till uh, just before 5 o'clock, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You got something else going on over there?
1: Yeah, let me tell you about another matter. I got a call yeah. from a gentleman who uh, worked in a sales position, and one of the perks that he had is he had uh, a company vehicle. But the nice thing about that, he was allowed not just to use it for work. He could use it personally, so he used to take it with his family. Uh, he used to go on, on road trips with them. They, the company also paid for gas, they paid for insurance, they paid for maintenance. So it was, a, it was a nice perk that he had, and he had it throughout throughout his employment. Well, recently, the company made the announcement that no more cars. You're not going to no know, the salespeople are not going to have cars anymore. You can. You have to use your own car. We're going to still pay for mileage, uh, but no more uh, company vehicles. Uh, you know, They did that to save money. So obviously, he was upset because that was the primary vehicle that he used for his family. And you wanted to know, can they do that? Well, the answer, John, of course, is no, they no. cannot. Why? Because that car, because it's such an important perk, becomes a an important term of employment. It's part of your compensation. In fact, it's a big part. If you have essentially a free car, insurance is paid, maintenance is paid, gas is paid, and you can use it for whatever you want, that's a pretty important part of your, your overall deal with your company. So if they take that away, what they've done is they've put you in a constructive dismissal situation. That means he has the right to treat that as a constructive dismissal, say, no, I'm not accepting it, and I'm going to leave with my severance. And that often often happens when a company makes significant changes. It could be a change to your job duty, to your uh, pay, to your reporting arrangements, etc. If they make that change, you can reject it. So he has that option, and I spoke to him a couple of days ago, and he's deciding what he wants to do, if he's going to accept this new reality with a, with a, with no car, or if he's going to leave and get his severance. Uh, and I want everyone to understand that, that any really part of your compensation that changes could result in a constructive dismissal.
0: SeverancePayCalculator.com. Uh, this is an amazing tool. I want to talk about it just before we take our first break here. The newest numbers are in, 550 people have used this thing.
1: Pretty, pretty overwhelming, uh, John, when, when you say it that way. 550,000 people right across Canada, by the way, uh, have used it. And, and that's terrific. It works anywhere in Canada other than Quebec. And it's it's a tool that I created because I saw and I understood the need for people to have access, free, easy access yep. to information about their severance. So severancepaycalculator.com is the website, again severancepaycalculator.com. And all you do there is you answer three questions and you find out how much severance you're actually owed, whether you've just lost your job, whether you're worried about losing your job, or maybe neither of those things apply, but you're curious, you want to have that information. It's completely free. It's completely anonymous. You don't have to put any information about yourself or the company there. No excuse not to use it. Uh, just like 550,000 people have and, and, and more every single day, severancepaycalculator.com. I always say, the very, very first place you go to if you lose your job.
0: Sure, and there's an employer mode there as well. If you're an employer wondering what it would cost, if you had to dismiss somebody, do the right thing, you can use the severancepaycalculator.com. We are back indeed. Plenty of time for you to call in, get a hold of uh, Lior here, ask your question about your job, your severance, uh, anything to do with a family member or a friend, call in on their behalf as well. would love to talk to you right till about uh, 5 o'clock this afternoon, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. It is help at employmenthour.com. That is for emails. We get a few of those. With the uh, remaining time of the show as well, our list, a lengthy list. We are whittling away down uh, sh- uh, slowly but surely here the ridiculous allegations of cause that you've heard, uh, in your lengthy career. And there is some man, oh man, employees, uh, sometimes our employers just seem to want to get rid of employees for whatever reason. And they, they make the shortest route to the door and it is often wrong. I'll give you another one. This is where we left off last week, Lior, uh, the employee changed targets and then fire the employee for bad performance. I'm going to change what you have to do. You didn't live up to it. Out you go.
1: It's exactly right, and you started off by introducing this exactly correctly, John, is remember, it's very difficult to terminate someone for cause. It's actually extremely difficult, and not only do companies get it wrong, sometimes they get it very, very wrong. They're not even close. They're not even in the right stratosphere. Uh, when it comes to cause and this was one uh, that it comes to mind want a matter that I dealt with uh, not too long ago where this person was a salesperson uh, and after having you know normal decent targets, they changed somewhat, but they were never crazy. Uh, at one point the company decided, well, we're gonna increase uh, our targets by 75 percent. That's Ooh. ridiculous, that's insane. So instead of selling this much in revenue, you're gonna have to sell 75 more 75 percent more just to meet targets. The employee and, and his other colleagues said, no, we're not, not going to be able to do that. That's unreasonable. Company said, too bad. Well, shock, uh, and to, to no one's shock, I should say, uh, this particular person didn't meet the target and, mm-hmm. he, you know, he, he would have met the old target, but he didn't meet the target. So what does the company do? Say, well, you know, there's a new target. You didn't meet it. So bad performance. We're letting you go for cause. Oh my gosh. That is so silly. So ridiculous. First of all, he didn't actually do anything wrong. Even if the target was reasonable, John, that doesn't mean he could be let go for cause. To be let go for cause, you actually have to do something wrong. If you're doing your best and doing working to the best of your ability, but you still don't meet a target, well then, what, what have you done wrong? You've done nothing wrong. Maybe you could be uh, given some better training. Maybe you can be given some help, but you cannot be give, uh, given a, a letter of termination for cause. But this is even different than that. The company changes the terms and then says, well... These are the new terms, and you didn't live live up to it. Well, if that was the case, every company can just terminate for cause. I would just say, well, you have to, uh, you know, create a thousand widgets an hour instead of ten. And if you don't do that, that's cause. It doesn't work that way. Any target has to be reasonable for anyone to complain about that performance. Even a a performance review. If you're given a bad performance review and you don't think that's reasonable because maybe the targets were unreasonable the expectations were unreasonable. Well, then you got to be careful before you just sign it. You got to put your position in writing. You want to make sure that the company knows why what they have done is unreasonable. And certainly if they try to fire you because you didn't meet unreasonable targets and they say that they have cause, my gosh, that's ridiculous. That is not even close.
0: Now, I guess it's worth mentioning, of course, if if the company in this uh, example does, you know, raise targets by an asinine seventy-five percent, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna reach it. Fine, it comes time of year where nobody reach it, and they let you go. They can do so, but they have to
1: pay your full severance. Absolutely. If the right. company had paid this guy the severance that they owed him, he would have had no problem. I certainly would have had no problem. I would have said, yeah, and maybe they're not very nice, but you know what? They've done it correctly from a legal standpoint. What they try to do is they try to save money. They try to find an excuse to avoid paying severance. You know, for right. this guy, they probably would have owed him about 10 months of severance. So they said, well, we don't want to pay 10 months pay. We want to pay nothing. So they came up with a reason, which was a silly, ridiculous reason. So guess what, John, uh, let me spoil it for everyone. They had to pay 10 months when it was all said and done. You bet they did.
0: We're talking about the most ridiculous allegations of Cosley or has seen his, uh, in his career. Any of this sound familiar? If you have a question about what we're talking about here this afternoon, call in, talk to us, ask us a question, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell as well. Another one, employer, an employee did not provide an update from a doctor the very same day that he was asked to provide it, gone.
1: Yeah, gone. My gosh. So I remember this one very, very well. Uh, in fact, it was even worse than that. What happened is uh, the company wrote a letter to the employee saying, we need you to give us an update for your, from your doctor by Friday. Uh, of course, that letter was sent on, uh, on Thursday. He didn't get it till Monday and he found out that the previous Friday, he was supposed to get a doctor's note to them. Well, first of all, who can go back in time? But beyond that, who can get an appointment of the doctor today even? So uh, what does the company do when he didn't get back to them? they got on the phone very quickly and they say we fired you we're firing you for cause. So this person was sick, he was off work, and the company, you know, it's okay for the company to ask for mm-hmm. an update from a doctor. That's there's nothing wrong with that. They're entitled to know, you know, are you still unable to work? Is there an estimate as to when you can come back to work? That's fine. But the company has to be reasonable with these demands. They're supposed they can't set you up for failure. They have to give you the opportunity to do what they're asking. So in this case, when they gave him no time, literally no time to get a doctor's note, and then they're the ones saying that he did something wrong and fired him for cause. Well, beyond the fact that the cause allegation was nonsense, to me, this was just an excuse to fire a sick employee. And to me, this was a human rights violation. So uh, because of that, I told this person, and that's how I treated it, that not only is it not cause so you're owed severance, I think you're owed human rights damages as well and we pursued that and resolved it on very good terms. So I want everyone to understand that if you're being asked to do something by your employer, whatever that something is, they have to give you the opportunity to actually do it. They can't set you up for failure. If they set you up for failure and they try to punish you because of that, that's completely inappropriate.
0: Should that uh, workplace, that employer have given him a week? 2 weeks like what's the what kind of what kind of time should he have been given not the next same day i mean that's that's, that's
1: crazy what i would have said and i would have said you ha- uh, please give it to us in a week and if you need more time let us right. know because right. yeah you know what first of all maybe he can't get to the doctor or the doctor is not available maybe the doctor is away a week is a reasonable period of time but you have to give the caveat if you need more time give us the heads up and then as long as everyone's reasonable there should be no yeah. problem
0: You need to get a hold of Lior and the team uh, even when we're not doing the radio show. Very simple, 604-283-3123. The number to call in, of course, for the remainder of this hour on air, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You have questions about your job, severance, something you've always wondered about uh, the employment world. Bring it on, Lior, here to answer your questions. In the meantime, talking about some of the most ridiculous allegations for cause you've seen in your career. Another one, the employee would not attend, I love this one, not attend after hours events with the boss and co-workers because of family commitment <laughs> because of family yeah. commitments
1: so th- this was a, an accountant and you know he worked with a kind of a young team including his boss and mm-hmm. you know they they got together often the, the group and went out and went out for drinks and you know went out uh, uh to to pubs etc and this person had a family and he wasn't too keen on going out he wanted to go home spend some time with his wife spend some time with his kids and he often declined and you know the the pressure kind of kept coming you know you you know you should really come you should really come we really want you to come and when he didn't come eventually the boss came came to him and said well you know we're getting the message that you don't want to be part of this team we asked you to come uh, you're not a team player we think that's mm-hmm. inappropriate you know we're trying to build this team here so we're letting you go for cause oh my gosh how silly is that i mean you don't need to be an employment lawyer to say that if you are not going to go to after-hour drinks with the boss. That's not misconduct. Now, I can understand the boss saying, you know what? I I don't think you're a team player, so I'm not going to promote you. Well, I guess that's that's kind of silly, but it's not illegal. But to try to fire someone for cause because of that, I couldn't believe it. I had to have him repeat the story twice. So this was such a silly allegation of cause. I was almost uh, embarrassed to have to argue as to why that wasn't cause. So remember, really after hours Events can't really be have anything to do with your work, uh, and this was silly. And uh, the company ended up paying, and then some, John.
0: Yeah, it's just funny that uh, you know someone would actually have the idea to let a person go because he wouldn't go out for a few wobbly pots with the boys after <laughs> work. I mean, repeatedly, even that's silly. The
1: guy's got a family, right? Yeah, he's got a family, and you know, maybe he didn't like the boss. Okay, not everyone likes the boss, but Good you're point. not liking the boss doesn't mean. That uh, you can be fired for cause. Again, as long as you do your job, as long as you don't do something to hurt the company, hurt the boss, uh, you know, that, remember, John, the message here is very simple. Cause is a big deal. Okay, yeah. cause is not something that anyone can or should take lightly. It's a big deal. It's reserved for someone that did something very bad, very wrong. And every single day, without exception, I speak with people that are fired supposedly for cause when there really isn't cause, when they've done nothing wrong or they've done something that's not bad enough to be cause, And it's important because it could be the difference between zero severance or potentially two years worth of severance. That's what we're talking about this year to try to establish uh, what the principles are so that you don't get taken for a ride.
0: And we are back out of plenty of time for you to call through still. 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You have questions about severance, your job, your boss, workplace harassment, something you've always wanted to know the answer to. This is the time to do it right till uh, 5 o'clock this afternoon and each and every Sunday here on the, uh, the Employment Hour. com. That is what you use if you want to find out what your severance should be. Very simple tool. Takes less than 30 seconds. Completely anonymous. You can't pay for it if you wanted to. And literally over 550,000 people have used it, severancepaycalculator.com. We are talking about, we got one more in this particular uh, topic Or and that is some of the most ridiculous allegations of cause that you've run into in your career. I'll wrap you with this one and let you expand on it. Uh, employee, quote unquote, did not disclose on time that she was pregnant. Uh-oh, messing with mama.
1: You're messing with Mama. It's a recipe for disaster, right there. So, so this true story. Nothing uh, um, that I'm making up here. And and I spoke with this lady and resolved her matter. But what happened in, uh, with her is that she told her employer about three months, three and a half months uh, before she was going to go off on on maternity leave that she was pregnant. She's going off on a leave. Uh, you know, I don't know actually how she did that because uh, most people would show a lot sooner. But I guess she didn't show too much and because of that, uh, her employer had no idea, and they got upset. They said, well, wait a second, you're giving us three and a half months, you're gonna be off, Uh, that's not enough time, and we're we're very upset with that, you should've told us sooner, you should've understood that you have an obligation here, and we're so upset that that you're irresponsible, that we're letting you go uh, for cause, uh, and and you brought this on yourself. Oh my God, I mean, where do I even begin there? Well, let's start with the idea that the law actually doesn't require the employee to to tell them that soon. Uh, And frankly, even if she told them a week before, not that that was possible, but even if she did, the law still says that's okay. You cannot be punished uh, for for telling someone a week before that you're taking maternity leave. Right off the bat, there's no obligation. It's not even misconduct. I understand why the employer would want to know as soon as possible, but the law says, well, kind of too bad. It, It is what it is you have to uh, grin and bear it. You can't uh, make any demands in terms of timing. So what does this mean? This means that the fact that they let her go when they did, it's a violation of the Employment Standards Act. It's a violation of our human rights legislation. uh, And of course, it's a wrongful dismissal because it's not caused. So this is all kinds of wrong, all wrapped up into one, and the, the amount of compensation that she got over this mistake was quite significant. Uh, and, and remember, they put her in a very difficult situation because if they fire her for cause before she goes on maternity leave, she potentially won't qualify for EI. So it's a big problem. So thankfully, she she knew well enough to understand that that's wrong, that they can't do that. So when it comes to maternity leave, it's up to you. You tell your employer when you're ready. You don't tell them when you're not ready. They can't punish you. They can't do anything to you. They can't decide that uh, they want to replace you. They can't decide that you did something wrong just because you're pregnant or because you're taking maternity leave and anything other than that. If they do anything to you, and I can't stress anything uh, really, then that's illegal. You got to give me a call at that point uh, because the law doesn't really have much patience for employers to do that.
0: Again, the number to call in and talk uh, tonight to Lior, if that sounds familiar, or if you want to ask a question about that or any other topic, has, uh, when it has to do with your job, that is simple. Uh, is 604 is 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. So the, the other side of this is some examples of situations where an employer can fire an employee for cause. What would those be?
1: Well, remember what I said, that uh, termination for cause is reserved for the worst offender. So right off the bat, there's the types of conduct that are going to be always cause theft. If you steal from your company, yes, that's going to be cause. Doesn't matter if you've only done it once. Violence. You know, if you're 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 hitting someone or using violence, yes, that's unacceptable. That's cause. Uh, you know, sexual harassment, fraud. Those types of things are bad enough that they're cause. So we're going from you know from someone that was fired for cause because they didn't tell their company that they're pregnant for a few months. Uh, and and understanding that that's not cause and comparing that with theft. That's what we're talking about. Now you can be fired for cause for other things. You can be fired for cause for bad performance as long as they can show that you really are not working hard and that they've tried to warn you, they've tried to help you and support you and they still are not getting it, they've tried tried and tried and tried, then yes, they can let you go for cause at some point. So, you can let go someone for cause for misconduct as long as you paper it properly, as long as you can show that you've, you've done your homework and you've given, given them a chance and you've warned the employee, but you just can't go from zero to 100 uh, without anything in between unless, of course, the employee is guilty of that, that very serious conduct like theft, like fraud, like sexual harassment. Those are always going to be caused, John.
0: Like you said, it's it's a very high threshold and employers should always be uh, pretty weary of that, right?
1: Always be weary. Uh, Always cross your your T's, dot your I's when it comes to cause. And if you don't have the goods, either spend time to paper your file if you're the employer or just pay the severance that you owe. Don't uh, mess around with it uh, because if you do, you're going to have to pay anyway, except you're going to have to pay more.
0: Help at employmenthour.com. That is the email address anytime you want to get a hold of the OR, either on or off the show. That's the one you use. Simply go to help at employmenthour.com. The phone number, by the way, is 604-283-3123. That is to uh, get a hold of the OR and the team. When at the office, Bill writes in now, he says, "Um, I worked for a company for five years as a truck driver and was paid based on mileage. I was just let go. Am I entitled to anything?
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. And then I I get calls, by the way, from from truck drivers often. Uh, Oftentimes, it's because they're misclassified as independent contractors when they're Mm -hmm. really employees. And also, you can pretty much count on the fact that if a truck driver is let go, in my experience, I'm only talking about my experience, most of those times, they don't get anywhere near the severance that they're owed. So for Bill if, Bill, if you've been working there for five years, I don't know how old you are, Bill, but you're probably looking easily at six months severance, potentially more than that. Uh, it's not likely to be less. So you're owed severance, and if you're getting paid based on mileage, how is that calculated? We, we simply look at an average. We, we look at an average in terms of what you make in a month, and we use that figure to calculate your severance for, let's say, six months. So it doesn't matter if you get paid straight wages, if you get paid uh, hourly, if you get paid mileage, as long as you get paid, we can calculate your severance. So so Bill, if you didn't get that six month severance, if you got less than that, or if it wasn't calculated properly, you've been wrongfully dismissed and you really have to give me a call.
0: 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell to ask your questions here for the remainder of the show. Got a call. First one of the afternoon comes in from uh, Amy. Amy, I appreciate you for holding on. Uh, how are you this afternoon? What's going on with you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you. I Excellent. My question or my concern, I guess, would be that I recently got terminated from a job simply because I had an anonymous phone call, call my new job and say that I had not provided my direct supervisor and uh, that I should be it should be a call for de- termination.
1: Wow. Okay. So let, let's talk about this. First of all, do you know who made that call or do you have any suspicion who made that call?
2: I don't. Uh, I don't. And I, when I was terminated, I did ask for the details, and they simply said that they had no details on a, the anonymous phone call, that uh, although they did a full investigation, and they found that they, I, they had grounds to terminate me due to what uh, the, the caller provided, or the information now, that provided. So
1: is I understand, am I understanding correctly that you, you interviewed for this job, and you, they asked for a reference, you gave a reference, and you told them That this person is your direct supervisor, but it turns out that 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 person wasn't your direct supervisor.
2: Um, I provided, I never gave a direct supervisor because the application never asked for a direct supervisor. It simply asked for supervisor slash manager. I had a history of, um, I went on strike because of my direct supervisor. So I provided the best or the next best references, which were other people that supervised other areas of my work. I see. Yeah.
1: Now, uh, Amy, how long did you work there for? Um, the
2: current job, only about uh, close to two months.
1: Okay. So to me, absolutely, Amy, that's not cause, because it doesn't seem like you're trying to defraud or deceive the company in any way. It was just, you know, you gave the best information that you had. So yeah. it's a question of, okay, if I'm right, and 100% I'm right that it's not cause, you're owed severance. The question really is how much severance? What kind of a job, Amy, and how old are you?
2: I am uh,
1: 36 years old and it was a bylaw position.
2: What kind of position? A
1: bylaw officer position. Oh, okay, okay, I got it. It it wasn't a unionized position? It was, yes. Oh, it was, okay, I'm sorry. So if it was part of a union, then I'm I'm assuming uh, there may be a probationary clause in the collective agreement, but beyond that, the only one that can tell you if this is legitimate and what can be done about that is the union. Uh, if you weren't unionized, you'd probably be owed about two or three months of pay. That's not, unfortunately, what you're going to be owed as part of a union. Uh, You you may be owed nothing, in fact, and that's one of the problems with being unionized. But what you need to do, Amy, is to speak with your union. Uh, They're the only ones that can help you. That's the reality with the unionized position. Uh, And and so give them a call. And and for our listeners, obviously it's important to understand that uh, you know, Amy's situation, if you're not part of a union is exactly what we've been talking about. An example of when a company tries to pull the trigger for cause, when it's really not even close to being cause, uh, and, and that's wrong, that's a wrongful dismissal.
0: That is correct. You still have some time to call in and ask your questions as well, barring that. If you don't get through, you will want to wait till and uh, talk to Lior privately, you can do that at 604-283-3123. Email help at employmenthour.com. Stan, that's where he sent his uh, particular question. Says, my employer mentioned to me that no one has worked at the company that is older than 65 because the benefits plan won't cover them. I'm 63. Do I have to retire when I'm
1: 65? Stand absolutely not, nonsense. You do not have to retire at 65. There's no such thing as mandatory retirement anymore. And it doesn't matter what other employees did, it doesn't matter what other employees do, and it doesn't matter what the company expects. Now, the fact that there may not be coverage for, for benefits after 65, may be simply a function of the insurance policy. It's not uncommon that policies only cover people till the age of 65, but that has nothing to do with the status of your employment. Okay, let's be very clear on that. You can work there until you decide not to, whether you're 65, 75, or older. You may not have benefit coverage in that situation if that's legitimately what the insurance policy does, but you can still continue working. And what I would tell the company, unless, of course, you want to retire, is thanks, but no thanks. I'm still working here. I will let you know when I'm ready to retire. Until then, I'm working. And if they do anything to you, if they say no, if they say you've retired, if they let you go, not only would they owe you severance, that goes without saying, that potentially is also human rights violation. That's discrimination based on age, which is illegal. So if they do that, they'd have to pay you additional damages. Don't let that happen, Stan. Any problems, any questions, call me.
0: That used to be a thing until recently, was it? The uh, I'll call it a mandatory retirement at 65.
1: Well, I don't know if recently, but it's been at least 10 years, maybe 12 years now since it was abolished, but uh, it used to be a thing. We still have mandatory retirement in most provinces, including in BC, Uh, and if a company said you're going to retire at 65, there's nothing you could do about it, whereas right now that's gone, recognizing that uh, people tend to work later in life, uh, either by choice or because they need to financially and the company yeah. can't do anything about it, and if they try, if they still don't understand that, if they expect you to retire, can't do that, uh, you gotta give me a call.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. It's like you can walk into most doctor's offices and uh, you, it wouldn't be too hard pressed to find a doctor working over 70. They just keep going and going and going for sure. Uh, Sharon is next one up and Sharon says, uh, I just used a severance calculator, good girl, and it showed that I should be entitled to 12 months of severance according to the Ministry of Labor website I only get eight weeks severance. I don't understand why there's such a huge difference, and who is right? Have it that one, buddy.
1: Well, you know, do you think this is an angry email or is it a nice email? What is your thought, John?
0: It's, it sounds a little like she's a little perturbed on the uh, Ministry of Labor side. I'm not. I'm just saying, right?
1: Well, you know, I have a lot of people that are emailing me perturbed at me. Because they're thinking, yeah. I'm trying to pull one over them. or are trying to give them some f- false information. Like, come on, Leor. You're telling me I'm owed 12 months pay. I got the right information. I'm only yeah. owed eight weeks. I called the Ministry of Labor. Well, wait a second. Not so fast. So you know, if you, you don't know what we're talking about, you haven't heard the show before, I'm going to explain this right now. The number you get from the Ministry of Labor is wrong, wrong, wrong. It's completely wrong. It's wrong because the only thing the Ministry of Labor advises you is with respect to your minimum entitlements now why is that important to know because your minimum entitlements are only a small portion of what you're actually owed it's a small portion of your full entitlements so if you call the Ministry of Labor they'll tell you you get a week's pay per year of service to a maximum of eight weeks that's it when in fact you're owed a lot more than that your minimum entitlements could be eight weeks pay but your full entitlements could be ten times that so that's why it's so important to understand that distinction, that's why you cannot call the Ministry of Labor or go on the Ministry of Labor's website when it comes to losing your job. You have to get legal advice properly. You don't have to call me if you don't want to. You can get to, you can talk to another employment lawyer. That's why I created the Severance Pay Calculator at, at SeverancePayCalculator.com exactly for that reason. So, yes, by all means, go to the Ministry of Labor if you have an overtime issue, a vacation pay issue, if you have an hours of work issue. But you cannot and should not go there if you lose your job, because just like uh, this email that we received, you're going to get the wrong information. And I can understand on one hand, you're looking at Ministry of Labor on one hand saying something, Leor and SeverancePayCalculator.com saying something else. Who are you going to believe? I understand why people are going to believe the Ministry of Labor, but you can't do that. Please, please trust me on this issue because if you don't, you're going to end up accepting so much less than what you're owed. You can't do that. So always go go to severancepaycalculator.com for reliable and true and accurate information.
0: And I know we said a couple times already, I'll say it again, 550,000 people over that number have already used it and been uh, enlightened, for for lack of a better word. Nicole writes in, she has a question. She goes, I was let go three months uh, into my maternity leave. I was let go. I don't want to be paid my severance now because I'm receiving benefits through EI. What do I do?
1: Well, there's two issues here. So the EI issue is no. the second issue. The first issue I want to know about is, wait a second, why did they let you go? Okay, if you're three months into your maternity leave, potentially you have nine months, maybe longer before you're, you're going back to work, why are they letting you go? Because remember, John, they have the obligation to take her back at the end of the maternity leave. Yep. So if she's going to be off for a year, that's nine months to go. So that's a problem. Why are they letting her go when they're still nine months? Maybe legitimately they don't have a job now, but she's not coming back to work now. She's not coming back to work for another nine months. So that's completely wrong what they would have to do is wait and say, well, we may not have a job now, but nine months from now, we may be desperate for her to come back to work. And if they jump the gun, that could be a violation of the Employment Standards Act, that could be a violation of the Human Rights Code, that's wrong, that's illegal. So right off the bat, I want her to understand that she may be owed additional compensation to what they did is illegal. Now, the the, the EI issue that she asked about, here's how that works. She's absolutely right that if she's on maternity leave, and the company pays her severance at that point, well, then she's not gonna be able to get severance and EI for the same period of time. So oftentimes what we do is we negotiate with the company that that severance is only gonna get paid at the end after the maternity leave is over, after EI is done. So we can negotiate with the company on on the the timing of the payment, but I also wanna find out more why they're letting her go because I can't see any situation where that would actually be legal, it's not. So she needs to give me a call. We need to discuss both of those issues because something here is absolutely wrong.
0: got yeah, uh, two minutes to go before we wrap for another week. I think I could squeeze Henry's email in. He says, my employer put me on a temporary layoff because business is slow. I don't think there's any chance of being called back to work. I think my employer is just hoping they don't have to pay me severance.
1: What do I do? Well, they can hope. They can pray. They can uh, be optimistic, <laughs> but they're not going to be able to do it. All right? They're not going to be able to do it because a temporary layoff is a termination. In almost every situation, a temporary layoff is a termination. And and it's true. Even if the company hopes and legitimately wants to be able to call Mm -hmm. you back at some point, they still don't have a right to do that. So what does that mean? That means that he has a right to treat that as a termination and require them to pay severance now. He doesn't have to wait five months or whatever it is and see if they call him back. He can do that. He absolutely can. But if he thinks, you know what, I'm not going back there anyway, why wait? You need the money now because your bills are not going to wait. So get your severance right now. Move on to something better. Uh, And I want everyone to understand, a temporary layoff is a termination in most cases, which means you can choose to accept it and continue working, or you can choose to get your severance now. The concern, of course, with continuing to work and accepting the layoff is at that point you may have given the company the right to do it again and again and again, so even though they don't have a right to do it now, you may be giving them that right, giving them that power, just because you decide to be the good soldier. So you got to be very careful with that. I always say that if the company decides to start laying people off temporarily, you got to see that as the end of the employment relationship. You don't want to be in a situation where now this happens all the time. Every six months, you're laid off temporarily. It's not a way to live. It's not a way to work. And if that's what happens, you may have to make a decision, a tough decision, to leave but with your full severance.
0: Done for another week. To contact leor simple 604-283-3123. Help at employmenthour.com. And as always, use it, severancepaycalculator.com. Back here 4 o'clock next Sunday on the Employment Hour, 980 CKNW.